The coronavirus pandemic is here and we'll help guide you through it. The news about COVID-19 is changing daily. Keeping you up to date each morning with developments, this podcast will give you our latest news and some ideas of what to expect moving forward. Daily at herald-review.com. Hello, this is Annalisa Trofmuck, a government reporter with the Herald and Review. I am so happy to be back producing these podcasts each morning for all of you. I was on furlough this past week, and so I missed you guys and reporting. It was only one week, but it felt like a month, and I am just ecstatic that week is over. I just have one more furlough week in mid-May, but that's a while away, so we have some time. Okay, so in today's podcast, we will take a very close look at some really incredible journalism by editor Allison Petty, who was invited by staff into the Fairhaven Senior Living Center. We will also hear some state, regional, and local case counts, so stick around for that. Today's resource highlight is the Herald and Review's local grant program. Lee Enterprises, the parent company of the Herald and Review and newspapers and websites in 76 other markets, has launched a local marketing grant program that offers matching funds to businesses impacted by the COVID-19 virus. The program will be available to locally owned and operated businesses impacted by COVID-19 and will provide matching advertising credits for use in Lee print and digital publications. Grants will range from $250 to $15,000 worth of matching advertising credits each month and will be awarded in April, May, and June. In local news, editor Allison Petty spoke with employees of Fairhaven Senior Living, the epicenter of the COVID-19 cases here in Decatur. Allison was invited into the facility wearing all of the necessary equipment and taking all of the appropriate measures like only speaking with those who have tested negative for the virus. Testing for all residents and employees was completed last week after the Illinois Department of Public Health provided 300 test kits to the facility. So we're going to spend a little time here this morning talking about this story because it is important and you will definitely need to read the full story, but we'll just touch on some of the highlights. Allison writes, employees at Fairhaven Senior Living described putting on personal protective equipment in the dim early morning light, sweating under gowns and goggles as they work to care for and comfort residents who cannot see their loved ones and mourning those they have lost while staying away from their own families for fear of transmitting infection. Negative comments on social media began to escalate as the number of cases rose and a Facebook post by a resident's family member began circulating widely April 14th. The post showed what the family member said were staff members not appropriately wearing personal protective equipment. Two licensed practical nurses spoke about what it has been like to see the virus sick in residents to whom they had spoken every day. One of the LPNs said, I was here on Monday, I came back on Wednesday, and two of my people were already gone. We're trying to do everything we can. When residents die, employees grieve too, an LPN said, it hurts us. One of the residents I came back to work and the CNAs were telling me that right before she passed, she was calling your name. What person does that not affect? Allison and her story gets more into the communication between the facility staff and families of residents, and this story is so important because it tells us what so many of us have been wondering about the facility as more and more associated with Fairhaven's fall ill to COVID-19, and it also gives a look at what the lives are like of these employees. On top of this story, Allison put together another article featuring communications from Fairhaven's administration, who up until this point hadn't responded to requests for comments from multiple media outlets. 
We want to report on all of the happenings in our community, and we especially want to keep bringing you stories like Allison's work we discussed today, which are incredible public services. But like other community newspapers and small businesses across the U.S. who are impacted by the slowing economy because of the pandemic, we need support now more than ever. Decatur deserves excellent, investigative, and accurate journalism. And if you feel the same way, please consider one of our subscription options. In state news, editor Chris Coates reports an additional 2,126 cases of coronavirus in Illinois were reported Sunday by health officials, bringing the total number of people who have had COVID-19 disease to 43,903. 59 deaths were also reported. In regional news, Shelby County officials said Sunday that a 10th Shelby County resident has tested positive for coronavirus disease. The woman is 64 and a member of the community integrated living arrangement that three other individuals previously tested positive in. Every resident of the home has now tested positive. The woman tested negative last week and developed symptoms less than 24 hours after the negative test. The health department then ordered a retest for the individual, which came back positive. In Macon County, officials announced three newly confirmed cases of COVID-19 on Sunday, bringing the total to 107. Of those, 74 are associated with Fairhaven Senior Living, 1790 South Fairview Avenue. One case has been a resident of another long-term care facility, Villa Clara Post-Acute, at 500 West McKinley Avenue. The county's Joint Crisis Communications team continued to reiterate that people should not feel a false sense of security, that only group living facilities are at risk. Okay, so these are all of our updates today. Thank you again for listening. I am so happy to be back. And to all of our listeners, readers, and subscribers, thank you for all of your support. I will see you all tomorrow.